Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with life builder Owen Santos. He is well known for being one of the fittest and highest output leaders in the solar space. He started his 11-year career focused on personal sales, where in the first seven years, he sold and installed over $10 million worth of home security and solar systems. During that time, he discovered his true calling in growing teams, scaling systems, recruiting, and most of all, leading leaders to build lives through coaching. He's got a great story and outlook. Enjoy this interview. It's great to meet you. I love your story. And I want to begin everything with the pandemic, the last three and a half years. How did you get through it? And how did it change you? Mm. Uh, are we, we're going right now. I come from jazz radio. So when that hi-hat even remotely gets touched, I go. <laughs> okay, cool. How did the pandemic change? How did I get through it? How did it change me? I believe that uh, at a certain level, I think the highest level people get their results regardless of circumstance. Yeah. Right. So that the circumstances just changed. Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it, it should have impacted um, or it has to impact results necessarily. Obviously, you know, the people that were really affected by the pandemic, like on a health level, that's a different story. I was fortunate enough not to be, I was fortunate enough not to lose anybody. And, um, you know, any, anything else I think would have been an excuse other than, you know, high level results at that point when I had, again, no medical reasons and no emotional reasons not to, uh, not to succeed. So the circumstances changed a little bit, but, uh, that didn't have really anything to do with my results. So, so yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this. I want to get to the crux of what you do for a living on a daily basis. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of second or third graders. It's career day. And one of the little ones looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How would you answer that child? I coach people to increase their mental and physical strength. That is the the really the crux of what I do. Um, I also grew up in the, the solar industry. So I uh, led and built sales teams all over the country. But the best part of that for me was the ability to, you know, connect with individuals and coach them. And then eventually coach the um, the leaders that, you know, lead leaders, coach the leaders of the teams. And I realized that that was my favorite part about what I was doing. So I'm still involved in the solar industry, but I also started the uh, the coaching business at the beginning of this year. So when you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm, I wanted to play in the NBA for sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So let me ask you this. I'm going to take a slight departure here. If you could go back in time and see any NBA game ever mm-hmm. with your own eyes, where are you going? That's a great question. I'd have, I mean, it'd have to be that uh, the last Jordan Bulls game for sure. That's everybody always says that, man. It's always that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was fortunate enough to be watching it. And I was, you know, just old enough to kind of understand what was going on. But if I could see anything, there was just so much tied into that game, you know, man. and. So the way it ended was just phenomenal. So probably that one. I love that call Harry Carey had when he was playing for the White Sox. And I think he hit like a triple and he was just, you could hear Harry just losing his mind because I mean, you know, we had Deion Sanders, you know, in Kansas city, we had Bo Jackson for a while. When you see those two starred athletes, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. But Michael Jordan, like the fact that he did that and they had to call him back to the bulls. I mean, how good is that? Uh, it was a it was a wild experience for sure, man, man alive. So, let me ask you this: um, in your life, who's been a hero, a role model for you? That's kind of been fuel for you to become who you are. <clears throat> I always had this ideal of uh, who I wanted to be, 
And I was fortunate enough, of course, to be have that ideal contributed to by a lot of great people. But I can't remember there ever really being that one person where it was like, that's it. Like, I want to just be that guy. Right. So I, I grew up a basketball player. So Kobe was always my favorite player. And then um, when he died, I was fortunate enough to dive into all his content. And I'd, I'd only ever seen his basketball highlights. Like I didn't really realize how many interviews he had done and things like that. So he influenced me a lot as a kid, as a player. And then even as a um, a business leader afterwards, I didn't realize how much high-level content he had actually created and uh, the mindset behind what had made it such a great player. It didn't really make anybody great at anything. So I was able to pull a lot out of that. So if I was influenced by one person the most, it would probably be my younger years, Kobe. And then uh, in my business career over the last probably six to eight years, it would be Ed Milet. So what seeds were planted in you? Where were you born and raised? And what were these seeds that made you be become somebody that wants to help others and to be an entrepreneur? Mm, I was born in Jersey, but left quickly because I was very sick. So I, I had a horrible asthma growing up, uh, you know, was on breathing machines. Some of my first memories are watching like other kids play and run around and just knowing that if I ran around, I wouldn't be able to breathe. And my my parents uh, were fortunate enough to, I think they didn't listen actually to doctors who said it wouldn't make a difference, but they had heard that a West Coast climate would make a difference. So very early in life, I think at like three or four, uh, we left New Jersey and I was raised in Arizona. And obviously that's about as dry and as uh, warm as it gets, right? Yeah. And the, um, the event that really started to shape me was just everything asthma related. So I wasn't able to breathe. And every time I got sick, I would be drawn back into the hospital because to get oxygen and I would lose a bunch of weight and just, it was just a mess. And when I was 10, the, uh, the doctor told me that I asked him, I said, you know, how, doc, how do I never see you again? Like, because this is getting ridiculous. Right. And, uh, he kind of laughed at me, looked down at me, laughed at me and, uh, just really pissed me off <laughs> to, to put it bluntly. And he said that, uh, you know, I'll see you every, every day or every year, uh, you know, for the rest of your life, you won't be able to play sports the way other kids do. And just basically told me everything I didn't want to hear. Wow. So that was the, um, that was really the the turning point for me as far as, you know, health and nutrition and things like that go. I got really serious about it as serious as a 10 year old can be. I got the, uh, my parents got me that Arnold Schwarzenegger book of bodybuilding. And that taught me how to lift weights. I started obsessively lifting weights and gave up sugar and got into uh, diet nutrition because I realized that, you know, if I never got sick, then uh, I would never end up back in the hospital. So that was probably the um, the first defining moment that I, that I can really remember that started to sculpt the, the person who I am today. And through that process, I learned a bunch of stuff, right? And I was able to build a, uh, a good physique. I was able to build health. Uh, I ended up playing college basketball. So, you know, I succeeded in sports at the high school and the collegiate level a little bit and defied what I was told by that doctor. So that, um, that fueled me and, and that helped me become who I am. And then just being able to, uh, the idea of being able to do that with others was always just very appealing to me. And then as soon as I started to do it a little bit, it became the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. So as a, from a selfish perspective, it just feels good. You know, it just yeah. feels better than anything else that I've ever done. And the more I did, the more I liked it. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Mm, anybody alive on the planet. That's a good one. Probably Elon Musk. Yeah. Just because he's, I just finished, actually, I just finished his uh, his book or the book that was written about him. 
And he is just a, a different level operator, man. He yeah. just seems to be a different human. I'd love to meet Milet. I plan to meet Milet one day. I've seen him speak a couple of times. He's definitely somebody that I admire in the uh, the business world. But uh, Elon Elon Musk is probably or seems to me to be the uh, the highest level operator on the planet right now. He's just moving at a different speed than everybody else. For sure. So what's been the best advice you've ever gotten? Mm, the best advice I ever got. I didn't get it directly. Like it wasn't said to me, <laughs> but the best advice I ever got was, um, you know, catch the version of yourself that you're supposed to be. Yeah. I think that uh, everything, you know, I live a quote unquote disciplined life, but it's, it's a very simple one. Uh, just because I have this, I've always, or since I've heard that I've had this massive idea of uh, who I wanted to be. And that was such a, a deep and serious noble cause for me that it made like the quote unquote, you know, disciplined or the um, the structured actions that uh, are needed to be successful, it made them easy. So I think that if the bigger the reason that you have to do something, the more noble the cause, the uh, the easier all the challenging actions can be. And that became uh, what drives me probably about seven or eight years ago. And ever since then, you know, th things have been quite a bit easier than they were before. And it's easy to do hard stuff. So every day you wake up, what's your motivation? What is it that gets you up, that gets you to accomplish what you want to get done and ultimately to be you? First, it was that, you know, for the last 10 years or seven, seven or eight years, probably it's been that uh, just catching that, that ultimate version of me, that guy that I'm supposed to be, that, that I was born to be. And I uh, had my first child, probably first and only child uh, about, he's, I think it's a year and a half now. And that that's now coupled with that reason. So I'll always be chasing that that best version of myself, the person I was supposed to be. But uh, showing up as somebody that my son is going to be proud of, like that again, that makes things easy. You know, if I don't want to get out of bed, I wake up at five a.m. every day. And if I don't want to get out of bed at five a.m., I just think of that and, and I just jump out of bed. Like it, it just makes hard things easy. So let's say you you have a dream tonight. You run into a high school version of yourself and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've led, the wisdom you've gained. What mm. advice would you give your younger self? That's a good question. How long do I have? <laughs> <laughs> That's if the I, question. <laughs> if I could only give him one piece of advice. Mm. it would probably be to get a really clear picture of who you want to be because I didn't have a clear picture for a long time. I was just kind of laissez-faire, uh, floating around, a wandering generality of sorts. And if I had the ability to go back to high school, me, I would tell him to get a really clear picture of who he wants to be, what he wants, and visit with that picture every day. Yeah. And I think the road would be a, a lot simpler and uh, not quite as painful as it was, but at the same time, the, those uh, the hardships and, and whatnot that I've went through since then, you know, made me who I am today. So I wouldn't take them back, but I think there was a uh, a smoother path for sure. So aside from your son and your personal life, professionally speaking, what are you the proudest of that you've done and accomplished so far? Professionally speaking, is definitely be the the people I've impacted. You know, I've worked with um, hundreds of people across the country over the last decade, uh, built large teams, had a lot of success again in the, the solar sales space, and also just been able to impact mainly the leaders that I've worked with uh, just through the different strategies, different structures, different levels of coaching uh, that I've worked with. So between you know either getting somebody in shape mentally, getting somebody in shape physically, or most importantly, probably teaching others to teaching leaders to lead other people. 
and then seeing the trickle down effect. So it's not just the effect I've had on one individual, it's the effect I've had on leaders and then how they've led other people afterwards and still continue to do to this day. That's definitely my proudest accomplishment professionally. So what's been one of your favorite success stories you've been involved with? Mm, I'll keep the name out. Uh, yeah, but this one, this one jumps off the page right away. So I worked with somebody that, um, for lack of a, a more gentle term, he was a drug addict, right? And uh, just refused to give up on saw, saw some potential in myself and my partner at that time. And uh, we just we we did our best with him. You know, we just were patient and just never gave up on him. And at this point, um, he makes a large amount of money each year and leads probably two, three hundred people and impacts them at a, a high level you know, every single day. And he's, he's the success story that, um, that is, is my greatest success story probably. So Owen, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're in control of the show. What's right. your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Oh, you asked some deep questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I try to get, I go right to the jugular. The point is, is that the jazz influence? It could be. Yeah, they're they're pretty deep cats. <laughs> Ask me the question one more time. So everyone has a perception of you out there in the world that meet you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you ultimately are in control of the id, ego, superego. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Just sum it up. Somebody that never gives up uh, and somebody that I, I'm a gold gatherer. That, that's really the way that I would I would put it. So I don't believe that um, I hate to even speak this into existence, but I just don't believe I'm the I'm the quickest learner in the world. I'm not a slow learner, but I don't believe I'm the quickest learner in the world. But I am a world class implementer. Like if if you tell me something on this podcast that I genuinely believe could help my life or the people in my life could help them, I'm going to gather that gold and I'm going to use it. And next time you see me, I'm going to be pretty decent at it. Right. So it may take me a little while, but if I, if I acknowledge gold, if I find the gold, then I will take it and I will do something with it. And that has been uh, a skill that has served me well and that uh, I continue to develop and, and use to sculpt my life on a daily basis. Great answer, man. So if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, definitely through Instagram. So I just started social media a couple months ago. I was always kind of a uh, a downer on the social, never a big fan, but I understand what a tool it is now. So just starting to post content over the last few months and build a brand there. So it's uh, at Olympus Leaders on Instagram. And the the coaching program that I do, I'm fortunate enough to be you know financially blessed in a lot of different ways. So the coaching program that I do, the basic coaching, is um, it's at no cost. I don't charge people. Like I'm, I'm not looking to actually make money off it. I'm looking to remove all the excuses that people have in between where they're at now and where they actually want to be. And I pour into uh, each and every person in that program, build them a, a fitness and nutrition program, uh, at, again, at no cost, and then coach them on a weekly basis on the, um, the mental skill side as well. Right on. Oh, and man, I love your story. Thank you. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for taking time out. Best of luck with everything. I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music